This Blitz podcast is brought to you by Bravado Wireless. Available online at bravadowireless.com. You're listening to The Blitz 1170. Streaming live at theblitztulsa.com and on the Blitz 1170 app. All right, it's 150 here on the Blitz 1170. Welcome back in. Uh, don't forget, you can text the word chili to 79640. <laughs> That's a funny word. Text. <laughs> to one, to one off text somebody, chili. Uh, this actually goes to an automated system, so it's not like there's one individual that's getting those. Uh, it's for your chance to win tickets to uh, Friday and Saturday night at the 37th annual Lucas Oil Chili Bowl National. The Chili Bowl. General Tire. Yes, that's what that's for. You Bro, did, to go to the Chili Bowl? Did you tell? Did you tell Matt about Listen, our Chili Boy story? We can't get into that because you're you have to leave. I want to get this in. We've had some good times at the Chili Bowl, Matt. Do you want to? I mean, you'll be back in here yeah, Friday, yeah. so like your next Friday. And are you going to be leaving early or like we'll be? What have, was that show he was from? Nip Tuck. Yeah. Dion, we were doing a remote at the Chili Bowl, and Dion looked up and goes, hey, I think that's the dude from Nip Tuck. And it was, and he came over and talked to us. That's amazing. It was yeah. fun. He was doing a documentary on the uh, Chili Bowl. Is he really? So yeah. random. It's like, huh. Okay. Uh, by the way, when you text Chili to 79640, two seats for Friday and Saturday nights, VIP pass to the pits for two, infield race experience, ride in the pace truck for two people, and pictures in Victory Lane. Chili. Right now, seven nine six four zero. All right, Dion. Yes. What's happening in Stillwater? <laughs> Loaded question. Yeah, I, I get it, and look, I'm. I know that there's a. I, I've said this on the air before. Like there are things that I can say and can't say about situations that happen at Tulsa. Just the fact of the one because my word means something, right? Mm-hmm. If I hear something in confidence, um, it's it's my it's not just my rep, but it's also my words, my character. I don't burn people. Uh, there are things that, of course, everyone knows and things that have happened in the past that I know and I never said any word about whatsoever. So I understand that. But I do think in a case like this, there are a lot of questions about whether it's culture, whether it's is it just strictly bad NIL, which is laughable. <laughs> um, but everything gets thrown out right now in a time frame like this with what's happening when you have a specific number from one position group and also guys jump in. What are you two <laughs> laughing about? I'm sorry. It's not about it's not about the situation or the topic that we're talking. Matt just texted me chili. Just chili. Okay. <laughs> sorry, we're we're taking this seriously, yeah. Bob. We're taking yeah. this serious. And 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 one of the things I want to preface this by saying, and you said it all in the beginning right there, is I've learned a lot of how I handle my responsibilities and how I shape my character and 
somewhat my resume off of how you handle things at TU. So I want to thank you for being a good mentor and kind of showing me how I move and walk through these, you know, these airwaves and have a job at a, at a university yeah, dude, at the same time. Uh, it, it's because it, it's not easy, right? It's and, really and, not. And I can't wait until I was thinking about this the other day. I can't wait. And I, I did it with Philip. I did it with uh, Coach Blankenship. And I'll do it with Kevin Wilson and any member of his staff because of what I do. And all of them will will look at me in a way when they find out, especially when I'm around the facility, because I have this thing and I'm pointing to my microphone right now in front of me. You know, I, I never want them to there to be any questions. And I will tell them straight to their face, you have nothing to worry about. Mm-hmm. I will never, ever compromise anything. Won't burn you. That's my word. Um, you, I want you to feel like that you can trust me. And look, that, like Kevin Wilson said when he got the job, like I have to, I don't expect you to just do it right away, right? I have to earn your trust mm. a little bit. And I completely expect that. And I can't wait to have those conversations with this new staff that is there. So completely understand it. I know you feel the same way. And, and the fact is I feel the same way. And it's also tenfold because that's not just the head coach of some of the program that I work for. Uh-huh. That was my head coach. Okay. That was the individual that gave me an opportunity to play Division One football, and which I earned, but that also, you know, taught me things. You know, showed me how to be a, a young, the young man that I am today. I mean, I owe a lot to that program, and of course you do. The man at the helm of it. Yeah, absolutely. But, but I am also an individual that really, really, really wants Oklahoma State to do well. Mm-hmm. From an uh, alumni standpoint, and what's going on right now is, I mean, I don't think anybody else would, wouldn't would say this. It's concerning for something to happen and it be a specific group. I mean, you have, you know, one-offs in every position. Of course. Room, but when it's a specific Room, well, and that, when I say room, that's the when I when we say room, we always say room because that's where the players go to meet and yeah. watch film. But they all go in the same position, and it when it's in a specific room, that's concerning. But there was a reason why when this started happening, I made a point to continue to bring up the average numbers from everyone, mm-hmm. right? And last year, the average was sixteen guys per Power Five school. Now, that doesn't mean every one of them lost 16. That was just the average. Oklahoma State last year, in terms of even looking at just this year's numbers, lost 15 last year, right? Mm-hmm. So this is kind of, it's not, it, yes, it's above what they were last year. We're still new in this process because you need three years of data, in in my opinion, on what's happening. But they're right in line sort of with where they were last year. But I made it a, a point to to highlight 16 as an average in doing so, in hoping that someone was able to catch on and understand that from one specific room from the wide receivers, that's why it's a big deal. And it's all, you know, that's the main, that's number one, why it's concerning. But number two is it's a bunch of starters. Oh, yeah, no doubt. It's, it, it, I mean, Dean, Dean Rule put out something on Twitter the other day about how many points and yards. Oh, the percentage of offense that's just gone in general. I think he said like 70-something, which is concerning. Yeah. But the football player inside of me, the guy who's been a part of this program, the guy who, you know, has been shaped by this program, knows the adversity that 
comes within a season every year. Yeah. And the reputation that this program has of, you know, not as of not this season. I mean, it was a rough one, but in recent years, they've shown the ability to overcome these kinds of adversities, uh, put, put plug and play and have success. So am I concerned like everybody else? Yes. And by the way, let me just add one thing to that. Yeah. When you have an element like this happen, it's easier now than ever before for the plug and play mm-hmm. because you can jump right into the same to, to the same thing that you're kind of shaking your fist at, like ah, they're leaving. You can jump right in, right, and replace them, <laughs> and which is some what other they're guys. doing. Yeah, and 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 that's why I'm not as concerned, and I'm not ringing the the dinner bell like, oh God, please help me. What are we gonna do? But because- doesn't it make it more difficult to implement? cowboy culture with newbies that are coming in to play right away. Yeah. Like that's the that's the overall concerning part to me is the highlighting of cowboy culture which you know fair, a, a fair amount about. It's it's bad in one instance to see this happening, right? With the guys that were there. And then it's not like it just instantly happens overnight when you add new pieces to the puzzle. Yeah, it's because, because building a culture means having guys in a specific situation for a number of years that know how it's built, that know what it takes, and then to teach the guys that come in as of new and let them know what it's all about. I mean, they've, That's right. I've heard of a number of guys that were unfamiliar with that when they transferred in here recently and they got taught the culture and they got taught hey bro this is how we do it this is the way it's going to be done And if you want to play and see the field this is the way you got to do it and they were able to they had a hard time the couple of the individuals had a hard time with it Mm. but they were able to buy in by the end of the season that's something that is also concerning that how is that going to hold up if you're the dudes that are the ones playing are the ones that are transferring in and getting all the minutes because they're not aware of that and who's going to teach them I, i one of the things that i'm that the cowboy culture is established from is the strength and conditioning staff and room and coach glass and everything that they do in the off seasons and everything like that. So if they can be able to get a hold of those guys and, you know, say, Hey, this is the way we do it. And they can learn from there and then put the players in the mix. Then it's not so concerning, but for, because it's one specific room that all of it transpired and because of – and I don't want to put it so much on one specific guy, but when John Paul Richardson rolled out, that was the one that everybody was like, whoa, what just happened? Because he was playing. He was voted a captain. And and that might be putting a lot on it for the sheer fact that Normally, you get voted captains at the end of the year, and some guys might have hit the, hit the transfer portal, and so, so they took their votes with them. So they might have been, you know, going down the list of who had the next highest votes. Yeah. Because a, a sophomore wide receiver being named one of your offensive captains was was a shock to me, but to see him go is when I think the big concerning issue started to like bubble up and then to see one after another come after him so when he did that was that almost the mindset with the other guys that were after him that had been maybe kind of thinking about it anyway we're like oh this dude has has done it so now like it's 
it's cleared my mind up a little bit. Does this solidify their decision? So is it like a Pied Piper situation where a guy like that jumps in and they follow behind? It's like, he's out, I'm out. I don't, you know what? I don't think so for the sheer fact that. Because everyone does that. Everyone did that with Spencer, right? Yeah, and yeah. everyone was drawing conclusions with that. I mean, hell, we were on the radio. I would say, if it, I would say because it happened after Spencer, maybe Spencer's the dude that that be the the what the catalyst that leads everybody it's like all right he's not here let's go okay but with john paul richardson i don't think so just because of the names that came afterwards with bryson green that's an individual guy i mean he, he i don't think he needs uh john paul richardson to say i'm out then he says all right i'm out too because he has more reasons to stay than i mean his brother's still gonna be in the program mm-hmm. i mean although blaine green is he, he's been a little injury prone and so therefore he doesn't have enough taper out there to 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 enter the portal in my opinion i think that's the reason for him you know kind of hey i can't go nowhere but his brother's Hey, that's his twin. You see their Facebook, their Instagrams. They 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 love each other. They want to be in the same team, in the same locker room, in the same state, in the same city. And for him to leave despite his brother having to stay, that's also concerning. And then Stephon Johnson Jr., Boogie, aka the the dude that the freshman that stood up and stood out. He was promised. Now that these guys gone, you're promised so many targets. You're promised, yeah. you know, a lot of love. You're promised a lot in this offense. Nah, I'm out. Whoa, what? That those. I think all those are three separate, separate, you know, situations that brings up like, whoa, what's going on here? Because here's a guy who everybody loves you. And John, John Paul Richardson. Here's a guy, Bryson Green. Well, you're you're supposed to you're you're the alpha. And they 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 crowned you the alpha. You got the most touches. You got the most yards. You got the most receiving touchdowns. Where are you going? And then Boogie. Here's you're the youngster, bro. You're the next. You're the next in line. You're the you're the dude. I know I'm out. So I see where everybody's concern is coming from. But I still do ask. We know this program. Mm. We know this coaching staff. We know. Who's at the helm? We know how he handles things. He's 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 done good things yeah. in, in recent years. Uh, uh, other than this specific year, let's not let's not be yeah. too hasty. Well, here. then that's the point I was going to make to wrap up because we do. I know you got a jet, and we got a guest that's coming up. So, last point for me is this: to your point, every other time that there's been adversity within the program, they've been able to find a way through it. Right. No matter no matter what it's Correct. been. And the portal doesn't close until what, the sixteenth or eighteenth? Yeah. I think of January. And then Plus, it opens back up after and then the it spring. opens back up for like two weeks after spring football. This pro- if you cannot you can ask the questions about everything that's going on and trying to understand it, but if you're looking for like results, but you may not even have them until we kick off next mm-hmm. season. Right, guys that even come in, come into fall camp. That happened with TU this year. You know how many dudes came in at the start of fall camp, like on campus for the first time? <laughs> Didn't right? even go through the summer conditioning or like nothing. None of that. Like boom, like right in. This is the state of college football that we're in now. But it, that's that's why I would say patience. And I know that there seems to be an extreme lack of patience. But to your point. 18 years has been enough. That's a lot of equity within there, right, for a guy that's had as much success as what Gundy has had. 
a lot of equity. Mm-hmm. A lot of equity. I mean, that thing that you can retire off that equity. Okay. Yeah, no doubt. So let's just that's the one thing that you said you have right there. A statue with that equity, bro. You could. I'm talking about if you go to the bank, you you sell that house that you're you're made mm-hmm. off that 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 cash. So, but be patient is what what pop just the word the one word done, the man. one word that you said right there. Be patient, mm-hmm. and 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 everything will unfold the way it's supposed to. Yeah. Uh, be safe driving to Warner. <laughs> the gas tank's on full now. Gas tank is on full. Appreciate you. We'll get you back in here next week. <laughs> yes, sir. All right, that's Dion Amati. We'll take a timeout. We'll come back. We'll talk uh, a little bit more, but switching things up on the basketball front, Hudson Standish will join us. I've always said that if there's ever a name that fits the Texas program, it would be that doesn't oh, yeah. Hudson Standish just sound like a frat boy at, at UT? <laughs> Hudson, dude, I even told him, I was like, dude, you have the name of, like, a starting quarterback at Texas. Hey, you, no, you, dude. You see, you see that record? Hudson. You see that record right there? That's my keg stand record right there, buddy. Hudson, no doubt, has the Columbia Longhorn <laughs> fishing shirt. And the, the short shorts? And, yeah. and the And the boating shoes? What are those things called? Yeah. I'm going to ask him. The Sperry's. <laughs> the Sperry's? Either that or he wears, like, the, the full-on khakis with the boots to the games with the fishing shirt. Collar. You all, all day, every day. He's got his Costa Del Mar sunglasses up on his uh, on his PFG hat. Koozie in the back pocket. Yeah, probably some, uh, what do they call those things that hang around your sunglasses? Crokies? That <laughs> that's, what, that's what they're called. <laughs> Crokies. Yeah, that's it. You know he's got a hat, too. You know he's rocking you got it. To. You got to. Brim flat, yeah. straight forward. Girlfriend wears a sundress every Texas home game. Yeah, she does. Yes, she does. Yes, she All right. Does. Open-toed uh, shoes. Take a timeout. Or or boots, and not even with the fur, like up to the knees. <laughs> I said not even with the fur. <laughs> Let's get out of here. All right. Uh, we'll come back and uh, talk what in the world happened with Chris Beard. That's next here on The Blitz. Thank you for listening to this exclusive Blitz 1170 podcast from Bravado Wireless.